0: That's right. You're listening to Money FM 89.3 time now for market view, where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares fell at the open today, led by declines from local banks. In early trade, the STI was down 0.5% to 3,168 points after some 80 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Closing numbers, as always, they're still firming up, but here's what I have on my screen right now. The STI is down 0.54%, and we're looking at 3,167 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 1.06 billion Sing dollars. Gainers trailed, losers 241 versus 325. Top 5 movers by value we've got here DBS, CTRIM, UOB, Singtel, and Gunting Singapore. Heavily traded, Securities included SeaTrim, Gunting Singapore, and Thai Beverage. Now, speaking of SeaTrim, is one of our companies to watch for today. Uh, after the group reported a wider second-half net loss of 1.7 billion Sing dollars, now that's compared to a net loss of just 118 million Sing dollars in the same period last year. Elsewhere, from more on January's uh, factory output numbers in Singapore to DBS and Shing working to engage up to 1,000 SMEs in a sustainability tie-up. Local headlines in focus. Also on deck, what to watch in Mark Zuckerberg's Asia tour. And uh, joining me on the line is David Quoko, co-founder of the smart investor. Mr Quoko, how has the SGI felt so far after industrial production numbers grew 1.1% on year in January in a turnaround from December's 2.4% decline?
1: Well, uh, I think the industrial figures were not what was driving the market. Yeah, mm-hmm. the industrial figures, uh, they, they grew 1.1% compared to a year ago. But I think that was actually lower than expected. But what is quite worrying is that the pharmaceutical and electronic sector uh, didn't have very good, um, uh, a very good month. And so uh, these are things we need to watch out for, the slowing of industrial production, particularly in some of those key industries. I mean, does that signal to some extent a slowdown elsewhere in the world? I mean, ultimately, Singapore manufactures these goods and they export them to the outside world. And does that mean that there is some kind of slowdown going on outside of Singapore? That's point number one. Number two, the stock market is down probably because of um, the inflation numbers that are coming out from America later on this week, Wednesday. The PCE data, uh, which is the uh, numbers that the Federal Reserve tends to watch i guess everybody is just sitting on tenterhooks at the moment waiting to see if those numbers are going to be bad which means that the fed will keep interest rates higher and there was some federal reserve governors uh, who were even talking about an increase in interest rates so uh, we, we need to watch very carefully to see what's going on there but it wasn't just singapore that was down yet again uh, a lot of uh, southeast asian uh, markets were down hong kong was down china was down and as I'm looking at my screen now, Europe is down apart from the UK, so. Mm, um, nothing much to worry about. We'll just mm. see what the PC data says later on this week.
0: I suppose some profit taking after Nvidia's uh, blockbuster results as well. Um, but, Mr. Cole, let's zoom in on some companies to watch and take a look at C Trium. Why the second half net loss of 1.7 billion Sing dollars compared to a net loss of just about 118 million Sing dollars in the same period last year? It also proposed a 20 to 1 share consolidation exercise. We've got a separate announcement on Operation Car Wash, but how far was it within your expectations as a whole?
1: Uh, Pretty much according to plan. Uh, A lot of those um, uh, losses that Citrium reported this time around was due to accounting procedures. So they were writing down a lot of the assets uh, that weren't worth as much as what they should be on the books. And so that's an accounting thing. It's not a cash flow thing. Uh, The share price consolidation or the share consolidation Yeah, if you have a look at the Citrium share price at the moment, it's around $0.09 a share. And a lot of the uh, larger investors don't particularly want to buy shares like that uh, because they don't want to be associated with uh, penny stocks. And so a 20-to-1 consolidation doesn't really affect investors at all. It just means that if you had 20 shares before at $0.09 a pop, now you will only have one share, uh, which will be worth uh, 20 times 9 is $1.80. So uh, you don't actually lose any money. Uh, unless, of course, you know, you have some uh, odd shares lying around, uh, which will actually sort of be cancelled. But apart from that, uh, the, uh, the share consolidation, I think, is pretty welcome. And then the third one, the car wash. Yeah. Uh, they just uh, admitted that uh, there was some bribery that went on over in Brazil. Uh, they're going to mm-hmm. pay a fine. And then uh, they're going to draw a line under that. And I think they're going to watch very carefully whenever they do business in other countries. Um, sometimes... It is inevitable that things go on because if you want to get contracts, some of those governments mm-hmm. want you to actually do something in order to get the contracts. Yeah. And when you do so, you get found out uh, a bit later on. So I think they're going they, they got to learn from that mistake.
0: Right. And aside from Citroen, Mr Quo we've got two developments here. Great Eastern reporting 13% fall in H2 profit of 337 million Sing dollars on the year now raffles medical in the meantime 63.8 percent drop uh, for second half ended december in net profit that is to a uh, 30 million Sing dollars now which one stood out to you this time round?
1: uh both of them then so uh, i would have to have the both of them okay mm. so as far as um East is concerned yeah i think if you have a look at the annual figures they weren't really that bad uh, they're still paying a dividend. So, for income investors, they're going to be quite, quite happy. Uh, the, the subscriber base or their client base is actually increasing. So, that is actually quite positive. And really, essentially, what really sort of happened over at the Great Eastern was that they sell these uh, single uh, premium products. And those single premium products aren't as attractive at the moment compared to short-term interest rates. So what essentially happened was that uh, people didn't really want to buy those single premium products. But instead, they wanted to just put their money into short-term uh, deposit accounts and earn a better rate of interest. It's something to do with the, uh, the inversion of the uh, interest rate. Curve. So nothing to worry about there. I mm-hmm. think Great Eastern is doing okay. And I think that goes well for OCBC results coming up very shortly. And as far as uh, Raffles Medical is concerned, you're comparing this time with um, the tail end of the pandemic, the COVID-19, that we all don't really want to talk about anymore. Yeah. And, of course, you know, during COVID-19, that boosted uh, revenues and profits over at Raffles Medical. And this time they dropped out. So um, um, I, I, I don't think there's anything much to worry about over at Raffles Medical either. I think they're going to be expanding and um, I think it's going to be uh, mm. right place ahead for the uh, for, for, for the hospital, yeah, the healthcare
0: company. Mm. And let's quickly go through this one, uh, Mr. Kuo. Uh, two companies that you like to talk about, DBS and Xing they are reportedly planning to engage up to 1,000 small and medium enterprises in Xing uh, supply chain network over the next two years through a joint sustainability program. How far is this piece a market moving one though?
1: I don't think it's actually going to sort of boost profits a great deal, but I I think most of us do understand that things need to happen. And essentially what really is going on here is that DBS, a financial institution, is tying up with Seng Xiong, a um, grocer, a supermarket chain. And what they're trying to do is to get uh, many of their suppliers uh, to start embracing um, environmentally friendly practices. And DBS will be showing how these companies uh, can tap into uh, government grants that are available to make their supply chains more uh, environmentally friendly. And uh, I think that is going to be good for all of us. Is it going to make Mm. profits in the short term? I don't think the answer is is going to be yes. I I think this is something that we need to do over the very long term. Thank
0: Hmm. And further away, Mr Ko, I do want to take a look at N-Group. It has reportedly outbid Citadel Securities for Credit Suisse's investment bank venture in China. Now, this is a so-called surprise move that would be subject to close regulatory scrutiny. I believe sources familiar with the matter said that the bid by N-Group to build a securities business using Credit Suisse's operations, it will face a thorough review because China favours a foreign buyer. Now, why do you think this is the case and what is next for n really?
1: Well, you know, this is a bit embarrassing for China because essentially uh, what has been put up for sale is uh, the Credit Suisse um, uh, private banking securities business and UBS... Uh, which brought over Credit Suisse, said, we don't really want this business. We're mm-hmm. going to sell it, and yeah. we're going to put it out to the market, and we'll just see who comes along with the best bid. And then Citadel bid for it, uh, and Financial bid for it as well. I'm sure other companies bidded for it. Uh, but it turns out that and Financial had the highest bid. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not the regulator... You, 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 <coughs> As far as Credit Suisse or UBS is concerned, they don't have to accept the highest bid. Yeah. They can accept any bid they want to. Yep. So, if they believe there are going to be problems uh, with accepting the financial bid, then what they could they could do is to say that the simpler solution, a uh, cleaner solution, would to would be to just accept the Citadel bid, and then uh, we can actually sort of close off this book, and then um, uh, just sell the Credit Suisse business to to uh, Citadel. Uh, but as far as the close scrutiny is concerned, um, maybe uh, the regulators over in China would much rather not scrutinize them and maybe twist uh, UBS's arm and say, hey, will you just accept the suitable bid, mm-hmm. and then we don't have to get involved in that. So um, it, it's going to be a difficult one uh, for, uh, for all party concerned, uh, most of all the regulator.
0: Before we let you go, Mr. Kuo, we must talk about tours. And it is not just Taylor Swift who's on a tour right now. Mark Zuckerberg, he's also poised for a packed week in Asia, stops in Japan, South Korea and India to work on AI services and forge ties with business and government leaders in the region. What are we expecting on this front?
1: What is this thing about Taylor Swift, Jen, Jen? <laughs> You know, You know, I cannot name you one Taylor Swift song. Maybe, maybe it's just my, my age or something, but I, I, I've never heard a Taylor Swift song, or at least I don't think I have. I've never been to one of her concerts. I don't think uh, I would even know her if she actually walked down the street. But obviously, you know, people are very, very keen on, on mm-hmm. about Taylor Swift. But well, we're not talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah. We're talking about Mark Zuckerberg instead. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg is coming over here to Asia, Uh, I think one of his stops is going to be in India, because he's going to be attending the Ambani's son's uh, wedding. Mm. So, um, uh, apart from that, he's going to be visiting some high-tech companies over in uh, uh, Japan and South Korea. And I think, Mm. this is what I think, I think this is all about Oculus. This is all about the uh, augmented reality headset. Mm. Because, I mean, uh, his headset has been around for a while, and yet everybody is talking about Apple's Vision Pro. So I think what he's trying to do is to actually get these tech companies interested or to try and sort of do something uh, that will actually sort of make uh, his Oculus headset more, um, I don't know, sexy or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. but, But I think it's all about that. And so we're, we're going to have to watch very carefully uh, right. to see how things
0: develop, then, then. Mm, Lots to watch in this space as well. Really excited as to whether he'll be talking about that Oculus. Uh, thanks a lot, Mr. Ko. That was David Co, co-founder, of the Smart Investor. Thank you very much, as always, for joining us on Money FM eighty-nine point three. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.